This is the Cock and Bowl Podcast, a weekly comedy history venture where my older brother and I aim to, to teach you all something that maybe you don't know about. Doc, comrade, sit down, because it's daddy's turn again. This is getting less exciting right, every well, time I do it. It's, it's, it's really... It, yeah. It, the, the suspense well, wears off. It's almost, it's almost a regular occurrence at this point, but... But it's uh-huh. but this time is Daddy's turn, guys. So you've done more episodes than I have in the past two months. So. Yeah, well, you had to go ahead and graduate, and I had to go very deep down a very dark path down communist Twitter. That being said, this episode is brought to you by David Painter. Hi, David. How you doing? Hi, Painter. How's it going? Brought this story to my attention. Uh, this story is also credited to Bernadito, a random man on Twitter. Not on Twitter, mm. on Reddit. Even worse. Good work, Bernadino. You wrote something very good, but the internet is evil, and I'm therefore taking it and making it mine now. Well, we can get away with it if we call them friends of the show. So friend of the show, Bernadito. Friend of the show, Bernadito. Research assistant, and by research assistant, I mean research master, Bernadito, was bringing this to us. Spencer, what do you know about Chile? They've crafted one of the best Mexican, Tex-Mex food chains in America. I believe they, they have everything to do with that. There's some kind of... Now, now did, was that a Chili's reference? Because I thought it was a Chevy's reference. And I don't know if Chevy's is nationwide or if it's just a, a Missouri thing, but I... It's, you Look, were going a lot with of Chili's, restaurants. right? You were going with Chili's. The, Chevy's and Chili's are interchangeable. I think they both have a red pepper for their icon. I could be wrong. You are. Um, you know, it's happened before. Uh, ideally, not on this show where I'm supposed to be a fact man. Not today, you're not. Today, you're the learning boy. You know what else I know about Chile? What's it's that? in South America. Extent of my knowledge is over. It was also the extent of my knowledge because let's be real, no one knows about it. It's America. We don't uh, we don't teach people about other countries, especially South American ones. Did you know that there was a time where we almost went to war with Chile? I'd believe it. I feel like our bread and butter is trading guns to bad people and then starting coups in countries that the citizens can't name. Really, really is, and I I wish it was more surprising. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, this incident, though, is, is chock full of fun, so strap in, chuckle up, let's go. I'm chuckled up. What is known now as the USS Baltimore incident, or just the Baltimore affair, depending on how you want to, how you want to cite it, uh, is essentially the only notable thing, uh, other than the 1973 coup that happened in Chile that I could ever find. Um, that being mm-hmm. said, I'm sure Chile is a delightful place. Any explanation for this is going to require a whole bunch of context, because as we all know, none of us know what's going on in Chile. And if you do, you're better than I am, so don't run Well, now I have, an, I have an assumption they're on the coast because a boat incident has come up. I think Chile's the really <laughs> long, skinny one, right? Chile's the one that's like just basically the whole left side of South America is, is it? just Chile. I'm pretty sure it is. I think I'm it's that sure one. It I think it's that one, yes. That being said, our story begins with a bunch of American sailors on shore leave. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, they're good. They're going to make responsible decisions. Yes. Let's hear it. The year is 1891, which means they're old-timey sailors on shore leave. Even better. I feel like sailors were the only people back in the 1890s that made the most irresponsible decisions. It seems to be that. Yes, when they weren't fighting piracy, they were probably doing something irresponsible. And this irresponsible... Well, it was a freedom oh. you earned. You, you could get your tattoos, you could you mm. could curse, you could spit in public. Yes. The na- you know, if you were a boatman, you were respected. You could get away with those, those cultural stigmatas. Here is 1891. These boat boys are on shore leave. Uh, and if you don't know much about Chile, like I didn't, you may not know that there was a Civil War in Chile around this time. It had just ended, definitely actually. Definitely didn't. Definitely had no idea. Definitely had no idea. Well, the Chilean Civil War was uh, was definitely a thing that was wrapping up. It's kind of why the USS Baltimore was there. It was supposed to be protecting North Americans during the, the you know, while well, the, the locals fought it out. Uh, because, you know, you need Big Bad America there to help. Now, 
other context. Well, it for sounds this. like oh, Big Bad America was just there to spectate. Who were they? Who were they fighting of, for? Kind of, and that's also the thing. This is uh, this is kind of right at that fun intersection where we kind of see America become itself. Like America sees the guitar in the in the window, mm. and you flash back, mm. and it's young, yeah. young Paul McCartney, and oh, now we know what our dream is. We hadn't yet really perfected fucking up the rest of the world and claiming that we were trying to, uh, you know, do a great thing by it. So, that being said, 1891, Civil War, we're hanging out. Uh, on October 16th, 1891, the USS Baltimore was in the harbor of Valparaiso. I've, uh, I've desperately tried to get that word right. I'm pretty sure I'm good. Someone correct me and tell me I'm wrong. Uh, Valparaiso is the largest port city in Chile. Uh, 117 sailors mm-hmm. from the USS Baltimore were granted 24-hour shore leave, and, and this is a quote directly from uh, our good friend Bendito, unsurprisingly got up to no good. Uh, so Now, now shore leave is like you get your your 48-hour lunch break from being on a boat, right? No, it was a 24-hour shore leave, which I just said, so uh, it, by definition, oh, not right, 48 right. hours. But yes, uh, as far well. as I understand shore leave, it's 24 hours to fuck off the boat and go uh, <laughs> do something awful to the locals of the place that you're you're at. And go appreciate gravity the way it was meant to be appreciated. Yes, 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 yes. As as you do, there a fight broke out outside of the True Blue Saloon, which is the most fun name thing I could ever think of. I'm so happy that it will feature prominently throughout the rest of this episode. Why was that in Chile and not in like Dallas, Texas? Thank you. Right? Awesome. I, I'm I'm just impressed that Chile had something called. I'm sure it was probably called something like way better there like like something actually in spanish and it meant something but no true blue saloons what we're going with uh um, the cool azul salu <laughs> look <laughs> look you don't, don't have to. You don't, nathan you don't have we to say established anything. You don't have to say french anything. was your damn language of choice spanish was the one that i chose four years of not learning <laughs> leave it to the professionals I substituted true for cool because I couldn't really think of did. a Spanish just word. You made it up. You put one Spanish word in there and called it a day. <laughs> All words are made up. Uh, it's, it's not untrue. Uh, but this uh, this fight left two sailors, Charles Riggin and William Turnbull, a dead. Oh, boy. I'm yeah, surprised yeah. anything could kill William Turnbull. Ah, uh, really? Yeah, Billy Turnbull, uh, heart of gold, jaw of glass, dead in Chile. <laughs> Mustache had a mustache. Had a mu- oh, absolutely had a mustache. Uh, so why did a simple bar fight, which, come on, it's the 1890s. It, how is a bar fight even? Why are we talking about this? Why is this a thing? Uh, because it almost started a goddamn war between Chile and the United States, and that's kind of a big deal. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, juicy. Lay it on me. I'm going to lay it. Well, technically, me and Bernadito are going to lay it, but you know, Bernadito's co-piloting this episode. Here we go. Uh, lay those knowledge bricks right on me. I'm going right, to build go. you a big old knowledge wall. Build that knowledge wall, we say. Uh, so the United States had formally been neutral in the Chilean Civil War. Uh, and this is mm-hmm. a time when that wasn't air-quoted. Um, <laughs> this is a time where you could say something like the United States was neutral in the Civil War, and everyone didn't just go, <laughs> bullshit. Um, but, but, you know, again, we're getting there. Uh, despite this, it was kind of clear that we were backing a horse or kind of really preferred someone to win. Um, and the ultimate victors of this war, uh, were the side that we didn't back. And, uh, so that was awkward. Um, a reason for this Mm. was that the rebels, the congressionalists, as they were called during the Civil War. Now, if there is... Also, come on, if you're going to be rebels, you can't be called the congressionalists and be the rebels. Yeah, no, no, you don't want to be fancy. You're the rebels. You yeah. want to be like 
the Freedom Fighters Something. or the Contras, uh, maybe. Oliver, the Contras, Lord, sure, new president sure. of the NRA. God, damn it. <laughs> uh, they were they were perceived as being more inclined towards European powers, uh, and as not a you know as friendly with American policy in the continent, and uh, probably rightfully so because if you are living in America's backyard, you know how much our shit does stank, and you probably mm-hmm. don't want to hang out with us very much. So yeah, America obviously was was supporting the side that was was pro United States policies, pro you know trade with us, but uh, that's how it goes. Uh, additionally, the United States ambassador to Chile, Mr. Patrick Egan actively supported the Chilean government during the Civil War, so there's kind of throws out that whole neutrality thing, but he's an ambassador, they're the actual government, I, I get it, like, maybe he could play that off, but we all know what pony the Americans wanted to win. So, needless to say, there, there was a little bit of tension there, right, after the Civil War ended, because it's like, hey guys, we totally didn't want you not to win, fuck, how are we gonna play, alright, alright, well, deal with it now. So, this is the that's the backdrop to the, the our dead boys when Billy Turnbull and Char- Charlie Riggins are, are murdered outside the True Blue Saloon. So immediately mm-hmm. after this, it didn't look like uh, there was going to be a war about this. As well, there shouldn't be because it's two dead dudes in a bar fight. Why would that start a war? Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the United States accepted the fact that the incident would be investigated by the Chilean authorities. All right. Uh, but... As judicial investigations do, it took too long in the eyes of the Americans, and we kind of got bored, because our attention span, even back then, was fucking nothing. (laughs) And for a culture without TV yet, you you figure we would have practiced the ability to pay attention longer, like... Because back then, all you had to do was just look at the river and not want to die. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the problem was we didn't have law and order yet to convince us that every uh, judicial investigation should be wrapped up in an hour with Jerry Orbach throwing witty one-liners at us. So it, yeah. it, it, it's a little stranger, yeah, for sure. But yeah. but obviously the investigation took too long. They were taking their time investigating, and we don't cotton to that bullshit. Uh, and at the same time, Captain Winfield Scott Sly, commander of the USS Baltimore, carried on his own investigation. Oh, that sly bastard. What a fucking name. Really? Honestly, yes. Winfield Scott is, Sly is a bad... Is everybody a goddamn Clue character in this game? Uh, I mean, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Um, All right. But the commander of the Baltimore carried out his own investigation, and uh, guess what his conclusions were? Um, mm, mm, They weren't good. They weren't good, I don't think. This was not a random bar fight. No, no. Oh. This oh, was no. This was premeditated. And Chile was to blame. Oh my god, assassins! Assassins! These conclusions were sent to Assistant Secretary William Wharton, uh, who not only accepted the conclusions, but circulated them throughout the government. Because, why not? Ultimately, Sly's conclusions came the conclusions of our sitting president. Everyone knows who that was in 1890s, right? 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 1892 president? (gasps) Benjamin Harrison! Here he is. Thank you for saying it for me. Benny Harrison. No, we all knew. We all knew. It was fine. Uh, Those conclusions were, the Chilean judicial investigation was a failure, the Chilean perpetrators, and by extension, the Chilean nation were guilty and needed to be punished for their crime, and if not, the United States would take action. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the inaugural inaugural Americans Get Pissed and Blame an Entire Country for Random Acts of Violence Fest. <laughs> it's a long, it's an unwieldy title, but god damn it, the hits just keep on coming, because we're on like what, year 4,000 of that, it feels like at this point. 
Benghazi. Yeah. Oh my God. I just love the guy. It was. It wasn't a bar fight. It was a fight that the Chilean nation had to answer for. Part of the movie Roadhouse happens. The, because the Chilean government definitely had a few um, uh, few priorities after their civil war. And the first one was find a dude who has the most stereotypical name for his appearance uh, and just murder him. Murder him outside a bar. Not, not. I mean, they definitely would have wanted to get in a fight with a pretty powerful at the time. Not, not terrifying well well look they settled they settled a civil war i think they can take on one of the nation's super but one of the world superpowers we're not a superpower at this point again this is this is batman begins bruce wayne oh my bad this is just a guy we're still training and a bad gun yes no he's still training with raza ghoul still training with raza ghoul still getting getting where we need to go uh so this what follows next is a direct quote from president harrison's annual address to congress on december 9th uh, 1891. I am going to read it verbatim. I'm going to, it's going to be painful. Bear with me. Um, this yeah. government is now awaiting the result of an investigation which has been conducted by the criminal court at Valparaiso. It is reported unofficially that the investigation is about completed, and it is expected that the result will soon be communicated to this government. Together with some adequate and satisfactory response to the note by which the attention of Chile was called to this incident, if their just expectations should be disappointed or further needless delay intervene, I will, by a special message, bring this matter again to the attention of Congress for such action as may be necessary. The past 20 seconds have been totally unnecessary. Christ. Okay, one, that was unnecessary. Dear Christ. Holy cow. That was the, 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 I don't even understand. I read that sentence four times. I still don't know what the fuck he was saying. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, if this guy needed Hemingway to strain economy of language, just shake him, shake him till he dies. Ten words or less, make it count, like, please, boom. God. You know what he needed? He needed Twitter. Benjamin Harrison would have fucking yes. sucked at Twitter. That's why. Yeah. Yes. Can you imagine Trump getting out here? That'd have taken like fourteen tweets. That'd be insane. Sub no, no, tweet no. after subtweet after subtweet. Oh, oh God. No. Chile, bad. Thing. Chile, every bad. Congress need act. Bad now. <laughs> I support caveman president. If the Amer- Look, we have one of the worst literacy rates, I think, as far as global superpowers go. Nowadays, nowadays, I know we're not there yet. We're still training out in the, the frozen pond. But, but today, God, if we could just numb down the State of the Union into no more definite articles, I feel like we would get so... Oh, God, the people would finally be caught up with political affairs. It would make so much sense. This was considered a severe response at the time. Now, if you just listened to that and considered it severe, I don't know. I don't know if there was inflection that I'm missing or something, but as far as I could tell, it was unintelligible, let alone severe. But it was severe at the time, because this was an election year, and old Benjamin Harrison couldn't look like a weak-ass punk bitch. So this jingoism was uh, commonly explained. It's just a, you know, election year hype. You gotta, you gotta get the people riled up. There's another explanation, though, uh, and it's very relevant to our, our times. Yellow journalism. Ooh, I know mm-hmm. what that word means in historical context. Yep. I don't, yep. Mm, I don't like where this is going. Spencer, you, uh, you, you've, you've taken some journalism classes, uh, over your time. Sure have. You have. So yellow sure journalism. So, so what, am I wrong in assuming that yellow journalism is just 1890s fake news? Yeah. That's, that, that is exactly what that means. Yeah. That's exactly what that means. Yeah. Evil CNN, devil man, wolf blitzer. 
Fake news, all of it. All Fake of news. It. So basically, we anything been, you don't like to read. This is yeah. so. So when I'm saying this is America's origin story, I'm not lying. We've got all the hits here, people. We are intervening nope. in other people's civil wars. We're making shit yeah. up and lying to people about is this, this, this the greatest hits. Time is a flat circle. Time. We pretty much uh, we peaked in high school and we have been trying to recapture our youth. And it's not going well. Not, not going, going well. well. Not going well, no, at all. Uh, so, readers in the United States were constantly being barraged with uh, with headlines about impending war with Chile and Chile preparing for war. And uh, strangely enough, the Chilean Navy was painted out as a very powerful threat and something that we had to be very concerned of. Um, which, again, they're a large coastal country. That would make sense. I was going to say, I would believe it. They're like 95% coast. Uh-huh. They've got to have a good navy. You'd think. Otherwise, you're just going to get gobbled up by the big boat boys. The reality of the matter is that Chile was kind of not ready to fight a war, a naval war against the United States because, you know, they just got done with that whole civil war thing, and that actually involves some boat battles. Mm, uh, mm, mm, well... So, during 1892, <laughs> things would get worse. They'd get worse, of course they would. Uh, the results of the Chilean investigation did uh, not please Mr. Harrison, uh, the good president, since it was revealed that the incident had not been planned and was, in fact, just a drunken fight outside of a bar frequented by sailors looking to get drunk. Uh, now, believable as that may be, have we considered the crazy bullshit? Yeah, we've considered it. Oh, we've considered it heavily. We've, we're, we, we've, we've started, we're about to start a war over it, almost. Have we thought about the fact that that's more fun? I feel like, again, that's all we have to cling to anymore. So, yeah. So, additionally, even more upsetting to good President Harrison, an American sailor was actually given a prison sentence for his involvement in the, you know, giant brawl that left people dead. People culpable for their actions. Uh, what the fuck? This is not the country I know. Exactly. So, if that was not bad enough for President Harrison, the Chilean government also took the step to request the removal of uh, Patrick Egan, you know, that American ambassador that was totally, totally supporting the wrong side of the Civil War. Mm-hmm. So, obviously things are not going great here. And so what do you do when things aren't going great in the 1890s? Well, Secretary of State James Blaine sends a strongly worded telegram. That's what you do. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Oh, no. This is the tweet. This is the tweet. If this... only everybody in the country got a copy of that telegram, then it would just be ye olde Twitter. <laughs> God. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. National pride was at stake, ladies and gentlemen. National pride was at stake. And he demanded an apology. If he didn't get that apology, we were going to sever diplomatic ties with Chile. Ooh. Say it ain't so. I'm saying it's not so. And to reiterate this demand... President Harrison gave a special address to Congress. Oh, boy. Are we going to hear it in its 5,000 word entirety? You're going to hear it in its entirety. Strap in, strap on. Here we are. On the 21st instant, I caused to be communicated to the government of Chile by the American minister at Santiago. Nope, nope, nope. We're a sentence in, and it's already way too many words. Not a sentence in. Way too many words. There hasn't been a period yet. Not even a comma. No! God damn it. And when you interrupt me, I have to start over. I can't finish if I don't keep going. On the 21st instant, I caused to be communicated to the government of Chile by the American minister at Santiago. The conclusions of this government, after a full consideration of all the evidence and of every suggestion affecting the matter, and to these conclusions I adhere. Period. They were stated as follows. First, that the assault is not relieved of the aspect which the 
early information of the event gave to it. These, that the attack this, upon the uniform of the United States what, Navy having what, its origin and motive the, in the feeling of hostility to this government and not in any act of the sailors or any of them. Translation. We have yet to hit the second period. Uh, period. <clears throat> second. No, Nathan, Nathan. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, thank God. I, th- I was going to say, are the ch- are the periods checkpoints? Do I do we have to go all the way back to the beginning or? Second. Is this? That the public authorities of Valparaiso flagrantly failed in their duty to protect our men, and that some of the police and of the Chilean soldiers and sailors were themselves guilty of unprovoked assaults upon our sailors before and after arrest. The president thinks the preponderance of evidence and the inherent probabilities lead to the conclusion that Riggin was killed by the police or soldiers. Ooh. Now, I don't know if I draw the same conclusion between those two sentences, Mr. Harrison, who I'm speaking to via time machine, but, uh... I cause to be bored as fuck by your incredibly lengthy sentences. Third, that the president is therefore compelled to bring the case back to the position taken by this government in the note of Mr. Warren on October 23rd last and to ask for a suitable apology and for some adequate reparation for the injury done to this government. Is he speaking in third person? I don't. Yeah, no, he's the rock. Um, Benjamin Harrison's the rock. <laughs> that, that's the end of it. That's the end of his address. Uh, long story oh, short. Oh, thank God, there were only three points. Long story short, uh, this couldn't possibly have been not a premeditated assault because that's what it is, damn it. And evidence be damned is basically just, the entirety of this argument. There is no substance to that giant, giant essay you just read at me. There is but, no like, substance no to ideas. any of this. Again, it's no. the story of America. No ideas or arguments were conveyed. I'm just, I'm just so glad to know that we sounded smart, but we were really fucking dumb still. That's mm-hmm. nice to know. That's nice to know. Mm-hmm. It's nice to know that we haven't really devolved. Just the the yep. vernaculars kind of. We have changed. distilled it down to its essence. Is all we've done. That's the word. That's the word. It's Quadruple fantastic. distilled mm-hmm. since 1776. This is concentrate. Please, this is this is continue to Concentrate, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> The United States was a very close to declaring war on Chile. Let that sink in. Two dudes mm. died in a bar fight, and we were yeah. close to declaring war on a sovereign nation. Well, well, Nathan, I mean, we got to bring it home for the boys back home. You say that, the boys were just sitting on a boat, and they got off the boat and got drunk. It's not like they were fighting a war. They, they were just there chilling, watching, got off the boat for one goddamn day, and started a bar brawl. Yeah, well, uh, have they, has Chile considered that these colors don't run? Apparently not. No one had given them, no, Toby no, Keith had didn't. not shown up and put a boot they, in anyone's nope. ass. Uh, nope. So, yeah, here we go. Uh, they treaded on us, and now they're gonna pay the price. Yeah. The United States was close to declaring war on Chile. What solved this crisis? Was it, uh, was it uh, Americans coming to their senses? Probably not. Probably not, no. Uh, was it was it someone within the U.S. government uh, uh, coming up with a, a compromise solution that helped everybody? Probably not. Absolutely the fuck not. It was the F- Minister of Foreign Affairs, Luis Pereira, from uh, Chile. Pereira saw that Harrison was Ooh. a psychopath and pushing the two countries towards war over literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. And acting swiftly, he did what every, every smart person does. He apologized to the rich, dumb idiot for the thing he absolutely didn't do <laughs> in order to keep them from coming in and murdering a bunch of people. Okay. Wow. Wow. Chile right, apologized, that's... despite arguably and demonstrably being in the right, and ultimately yeah. paid reparations at an estimation of $75,000. Excuse me? Yes. How, 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 many, how many hundos did you just say? Seventy-five. 
$1,000. That's too much money to pretend that the other side's not a giant dumb baby. Yeah, but I mean, 130,000. Uh, I mean, 130,000 is nuisance money, apparently. When and you're that's in 1890s monies, right? It is. It is. Yeah. It's, uh, mm. and again, out of a, from a country, a South, you know, a South American country coming off a civil war, probably not an expenditure they needed. Probably could have used that to pay for, you know, I don't know, infrastructure, yeah, no, sure. healthcare, all sorts of things. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But the Baltimore well, they crisis should have thought of that. Should have thought of that before they, they quarreled with the up and coming mafia of the world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you got to get your protection money somehow. Be a shame if you're a nice little uh, coastal country guy kneecapped. So, God damn it. Again, ladies, this is the story of how America became to be America. At this time, this was the first time, well, not necessarily the first time, but one of the first times that we uh, stepped out on that world stage and said, hey, we're assholes and we're proud of it and we're going to double down on it every single time. America. <laughs> Uh, I would love to see the the jazzy the jazzy tunes that were written to commemorate this event. A nice a nice the modern the Toby Keith of their time. I would love to know what ballads were written to commemorate this terrible act of bullying. Yeah. So if if you know nothing else of Chile, ladies and gentlemen, you now know they were the first nerds that America bullied on the block. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nathan, I always appreciate. Uh, uh, the context, the origin story to say, you know, uh, I just watched Infinity War recently. It was a fantastic Marvel, Marvel film. It's kind of ruined movies for me in the sense that I can no longer enjoy films that don't have 18 films of build up to them. Wow. That's, uh, uh that's, that's a, that's a, that's a, well, stand, that's a high standard. I've ruined myself. I've ruined myself. Yeah. I can no longer enjoy media essentially. God. Uh, and I'm doomed. I'm doomed to misery. That but statement what I'm is saying, going to age so poorly, and I'm going to enjoy it so <laughs> thoroughly when it does. Well, well, Nathan, I just cannot wait to see how these timelines meet up. I want to see peak America, and I honestly, I can say genuinely, Donnie Don is not peak America. No! It's going to get worse. No, 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 There no, no, is no. worse. No, this is nothing yet. We have we have not anywhere close to peak on our insanity. When level. Dale Earnhardt the Fourth runs for president mm. in in twenty twenty. Mm. Mm. Wait, twenty twelve? Holy shit! They gotta start popping up yeah, yeah. quick. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the GOP's not gonna back Donnie for 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 re you know reelection. They're gonna be so on board with Dale Earnhardt the Fourth. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. could they It'll just a... re could they just like get regular dale's corpse like couldn't we just get right like i mean the intimidators dale earnhardt senior's mummified corpse could in fact win the gop primaries at this point the party's a fucking joke this country's Oliver a joke north is the president of the nra the rules Life don't matter make we're making this up we're in the bizarro universe here's the thing truth is stranger than fiction and that makes a lot more sense the more you think about it because if I ran this country as like a fucking D20 modern D&D &D campaign, my players would fucking flip the board and say, this is bullshit. None of this is believable. I'm leaving. You're railroading it. This is the most chaotic thing I've ever played. A decade ago, well, Pat Oswalt thought the like craziest <laughs> thing, like the bizarro universe was that George Bush was president. That was crazy. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger being yeah. governor. That was insanity. What the fuck yeah. has happened? That's another of the good old days, apparently, now. We've normalized war criminals, <laughs> for fuck's sake. We had a recall back in Patton's day during that bit. He also alludes to a big spinach uh, ordeal where spinach was poisoned because we it had a giant again! outbreak. That fucking happened again. Romaine lettuce is killing people. We're going this in circles, is, people. 
I feel like we had a divergent timeline and there was a B universe where shit was wacky, you know, where where Paris Hilton was allowed to exist and then Arnold Schwarzenegger was the governor of California. Um, we are in the B universe of that B universe. Oh my God. Where this things is, have gotten. I, I oh, watched so much Back worse. to the Future 2. I've watched Back to the Future 2. I would take Biff running the world at this point. <laughs> We already have Biff running the world. We basically do. Competent. Why is no He's one put far less competent? Yet. I mean, I feel like okay. Look, we can talk about our endless frustrations, but that is, I think, the crux of this podcast is bringing out our deepest angers and and giving them to the public's ears. So, Nathan, do you want to thank the people before we uh, before we go too far off? On the I soapbox? would love to thank people before we devolve into whatever screaming nightmare the end of these episodes become for us. No more uh, definite articles. No, yeah, no, that's basically what we're getting at here. Uh, again, just to reiterate, uh, to, to, before anyone thinks I did any work for this goddamn episode, uh, all credit to this goes to, again, Mr. David Painter and uh, anonymous man Bernadito from Reddit R Ask Historians uh, for basically Painter for pointing me to this episode and Bernadito for doing all the writing for it. Uh, I just yelled about it in what I hope is an entertaining way. Uh, I'd also like to thank the Driffles Pony Club because I don't get to do it enough and god damn it that, uh, you know, they let us use their song uh, There Were Buffalo on the Ark off the album Cholera. Uh, and just, yeah, yeah, there were. There were Buffalo on the Ark and that album is good and you should listen to it. After you it's listen to album. This Is America like 20 more times. This has been Awkward White Dudes a Trying to Appropriate a Black Culture Moment for this week. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> I acknowledge I'm bad. I'm, told I'm trying to get better. I don't know how. Look, Nathan, I've had my cultural awakening. You just wait until next week when I'm ready to unleash my manifesto. Oh, God. Okay. All right. When Spencer comes I'm back, ready to appropriate Spencer the struggles of everybody. In, Spencer is coming back into Dashiki. This is not going to be good for anybody. I apologize in advance. We are... I am trying to be the 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 spiritual <laughs> anchor to this podcast and keep us on the straight and narrow, but it's getting hard. Also, I'm thinking about thinking about checking out Tumblr next week. What oh do you think? no! Get the fuck off of that! Oh god! Apologies to the Romani. It has been brought to my attention, and by brought to my attention, I mean I absolutely remembered it, and I'm just a fucking idiot. Mm. Uh, that I may have yelled a very uh very not nice slur towards that group during an episode about uh, some schnapps. Uh, May culpa. I apologize. We're, we can only evolve as people. We gotta try. You gotta call us out when we do bullshit. You know what good way to call us out? There's this review section. Do that! Call us out in the reviews! That's a good... Oh, I like that tie back. Yeah, call us out in the reviews. You can... You can first... There's a five-star rating system, right? Now, you might have predispositions based on what we've yelled about your race. You can start, though, by just rating us on, like... A general, you know, content quality scale. And then in the review, maybe as a PSSSS, you can you can say, hey, by the way, oh, we've devolved into rambling. All right. Thank you. Tune in to next week. We love you all. Bye.